When you hear the phrase, soft as steel, what do you think of? While the word steel might conjure up images such as massive high-rise buildings, where does the soft part come in? And what exactly does this mean in our work and in our lives? Welcome to the Soft as Steel podcast with your host, Dennis Duran, featuring engaging conversations with a wide range of industry leaders around soft skills, how we practice love, inclusion, social justice, and compassionate leadership that's everlasting in the workplace. And now, here's Dennis Duran. One of the blessings of launching the Soft to Steel podcast is the incredible people who join me for conversations about the people part of our industry. So my guest today is a special one, Angel Aiki Osuji. Her great work and her professional position with Donald Kent Watts Cork, one of Australia's largest privately owned providers of quantity serving, project management associated services, and her other activities even drew the attention of a close friend and industry thought leader, Gretchen Gagel. In Angel's own words, I grew up following my dad to construction sites as his trusted sidekick. It's a no-brainer that my curiosity led me to fall in love with the construction industry. My passion for the industry has led me to venture into various sectors to learn and understand how to help organizations achieve their construction goals and deliver exceptional quality and timely projects. But it's not just about numbers and timelines for me. What truly excites me is seeing young professionals pursue fulfilling careers. I am dedicated to fostering high performance and encouraging young professionals and early career starters to step out of their comfort zones. Angel began her career journey in 2017 as a junior architect after earning a bachelor's degree in architecture. She has held several positions inside and outside the construction industry. And in 2021, she completed her course of study and earned a master's degree in construction management. I could say much more, but I'll leave the introduction by mentioning that Angel has a blog. Uh, it's at Angel underscore O-S-U-J-I, her last name, where she documents beautifully her career journey and offers valuable tips to support personal career and professional growth. Angel, so glad to have you on the Soft to Steel podcast. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Dennis, for having me. So did, uh, you, you say quite a bit about yourself in a very, uh, a very uh, understandable way with a strong thread of humility. Uh, I might attribute that to being your, your dad's sidekick and what you learned about <laughs> our industry. And the way I uh, talked about your journey and, and holding positions inside the outside the industry, you know, I'm sure because I'm sure you've probably done more preparation than some of my guests might do, uh, that I talk quite a bit about people's qualities. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I, I kind of take as a given that in our industry, if you're, if you're succeeding and progressing in our industry, uh, you know how to do your job in a technical sense. Uh, yeah. the, the difference is how you go about doing that job and building relationships on a day-to-day basis with people. And so when I looked at, at one of your positions outside the construction industry, it was very easy because you, you, you document it in your, in, your, in your LinkedIn profile, and it's very yeah. well presented, by the way. Um, it's very easy for me to look at that and say, well, she was learning things about soft skills. She was learning about that how was. to deal with people. <laughs> And and which is magnificent, uh, you know. Again, I, I I hope I hope many young people will hear this interview and uh, and read your LinkedIn profile and connect with you uh, in a variety of ways. Because again, what you've done is you are on a day to day basis you are continuing to prepare yourself for more and more responsibility and growth in our industry. 
Yes, absolutely. Most of the, um, I'm, I'm sure talking about the customer service role that I had, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people um, that were in my course or that had, you know, jobs like that, not in the industry, they were very, you know, upset because everyone wants to get a job in their in their industry. Everyone wants to get a job in your profession. But I'm sure I made a post about this. I saw it as a way to learn more skills, learn how to talk to people, especially because I was new in the country at the time. And um, when you're new, there are a lot of like slangs and, you know, language and body cues that you will not really understand. Mm -hmm. So I was grateful for that opportunity because I was in front of people every single day. And mm-hmm. I had to learn how to communicate with them, how to read their body language, <laughs> what to say, what not to say, you know. Yeah. So it was a, I think it was one of like the best experiences I had when it comes to, you know, soft skills and learning how to relate with people on a personal level. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, and again, so that little, that's just that little uh, segment of your journey is, is it, I'm certain if I were to talk to Gretchen, uh, she would point to that as I did and say that just that just speaks to how uh, how uh, angel is trying to 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 think about think and feel about every aspect of who she is uh, and how she presents herself to her clients to the people that she works for to the people that she works with you know so I, I congratulate you on that and i hope it's not embarrassing to you for me to be that direct but um, what you have done is uh, you know is a is a prescription for greater opportunity for success uh, in in your career because it's very clear to me uh, that that you understand and recognize, and and your words just a moment ago confirm it once again uh, that it's not it's it's important that you know uh, the technical or, or hard content of of the job or role you have uh, to be an architect, to be a construction manager, to be any position in in our industry or any industry. But I'm 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 so pleased for you that it, that it, you demonstrate through what you've done with your journey uh, that you understand that. Learning, learning how to how to deal with people, learning how to understand them, learning how to simply to communicate with them to make sure that we have understanding. Uh, you, you figured out that that is a, an absolute key to success. It is honestly it is, and I think I, I got that from again watching my dad because I used to follow him everywhere, and I would see that he he was very um, technical savvy, but whenever he got to sites, he. I don't know, he became this entire different person when he was talking to the contractors and talking to um, the tradies and the workers. And I really admired that. And I wanted to learn how he could easily, like on any site, he could easily relate to whoever was on site or whoever was working that day. And they were all so comfortable around him. They were all happy that he was there. And that's something that truly inspired me personally to you know, learn how to relate to people even in a job like construction, because it is super important as well. Yeah, yeah, and it certainly is. So it's probably fair to say that uh, if I were to ask you the question uh, to think about a great leader in your life, uh, <laughs> that we've already started talking about that person. Yes, absolutely. So he's the best. So well, and, and I'm so happy that you are blessed to have that. Um, how how would you describe him then in ter- in in terms of his soft skills? Uh, again, what words would you use to describe him, and, and and why in your in your experience he is a great leader? In terms of his soft skills, I will I think I'll describe him as adaptable because you know people are different, human beings are different. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know what mood they are in. 
But he's the kind of person that once he just like starts to speak to you and he notices your body language, he just adapts to whatever mood you're in or whatever situation it is. So, um, you know, he doesn't force his, his own preconceived notion on anybody, right? He waits to listen to you and then he adapts to whatever mood you're in or however you're feeling or whatever tone you're using. And it's, it's so interesting to watch really, because he's like a different, you know, leader to different people, even mm -hmm. on site and off site as well. So mm -hmm. he's very adaptable in that sense. That, I think that's the word I would use. Yeah, I think it's it's a great word. It was one of the it was one of the top I think top ten uh, in the survey that I did when I wrote my book back in 2019. And interestingly, um, you use it to describe your, your father as in terms of his leadership qualities. And I, I, I agree, it's a it's a great skill, soft skill to possess. Um, but, but it's also interesting that my my son, who is 30 years old and is uh, six years or so into his career. His uh, the quality that he rated as the most important to him was being adaptable. Uh, but then when he talked about it, he talked about it in, in a very similar way that you just spoke about your father, which I find interesting. Um, just you know, just to recognize you, you, what you're saying is he that he uh, he paid attention uh, to uh, to who the people were that he was talking to. Absolutely. Uh, e even to. To again, and I'm sure you've done uh, reading and maybe le more learning on emotional intelligence, uh, but it, it clearly indicates that he was a person who was very socially aware uh, of, the, yeah. of the as he was interacting with people, which is a critical component of emotional intelligence. Uh, perhaps the the most significant overarching soft skill to possess. <laughs> so, yeah, your thoughts. Absolutely. Your thoughts. What 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 are your thoughts about uh, the role that uh, emotional intelligence plays in in going about our day to day? Uh, I think it plays a very big role. I I, I really believe it plays a, a very big role. This is me speaking out of the industry now in mm -hmm. our day to day, because again, we are very much people facing, right? We are um, human interaction is a big part of our day to day, and you as an individual have to learn to be able to, um, you know, speak to people kindly and not just that, like be in tune with whatever they're saying or whatever situation that they are in, you know. So being able to navigate this um, human interactions and talking to people and, you know, get yourself out of trouble as well, <laughs> if you've gotten into it, I think it's a big part of our day and it's something that everyone should at least have an idea how to navigate. I mm -hmm. think everyone should, it's, it's a skill I think people should learn. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, we're not always taught emotional intelligence, really, but I feel like it's something that you should, you should at least make an attempt mm -hmm. to learn, to try to teach yourself, to try to, you know, understand body language, understand contextual clues, and, you know, know how to navigate that, really. But not everyone can do that, or not everyone is taught to do that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And one of one of the fundamental things uh, that I talk about quite a bit uh, is what I refer to as the ultimate core competency, uh, and that competency is communication, the ability yeah. to to communicate in using a variety of methods and doing it in a way uh, that that provides the opportunity for uh, a mutual understanding. Uh, better decision making, better problem solving, and probably again the thing that uh, was the reason that I wrote the book overall, and that is the importance of of understanding your qualities as you go mm -hmm. about communicating, because your words 
and your actions are what other people see and how they come to know you. And if they, if they don't like what they see or what they hear, then they're not going to want to know you. Uh, sure. And uh, so let's, let's talk about, uh, uh, I'm curious, uh, you went through uh, your, your, uh, your college education, your advanced education, and uh, both, uh, both degrees were earned in Australia? Um, one, my first one was earned in Nigeria. The second okay. one was in Australia. Okay. So you, for, for your, the, the uh, architecture degree was in Nigeria. Yes, uh, and then, okay, good. In either of those curriculum, uh, did they, did they have subject matter, uh, like communication or things of that nature in their curriculum? Um, Do you remember? No, I don't. Th- I think the closest, the closest, uh, course module that we probably had was professional practice mm-hmm. but even that wasn't like it wasn't communication but it was just basically like contracts and law and, and all of all of that so there wasn't really any um modules dedicated to communi- communication maybe uh whenever we had to like face the jury or um give um class presentations mm-hmm. that's the only time you really had that um, environment to get better at communicating and presenting. But even then that wasn't like a formal um, right. a formal work or assignment setting. So it right. doesn't really, yeah. Yeah. And, and those two, it, it, when you're presenting uh, in front of a jury or making a presentation, was part of the feedback that you got from your instructors or professors around not what you, what you presented or spoke about, but how you presented or spoke about it? I mean, I would say that now I do get that feedback because when I was in uni, I was very shy. I was very introverted. I mm-hmm. I, I had a stutter. I still stutter, but it was really, it was really, it was worse then. So I wasn't the one to always make the presentation. I could prepare the slides and hand it mm-hmm. over to whoever feels the boldest to do mm-hmm. it. So, um, I didn't really get much feedback then, but now I um, I actively strive to putting myself in front and making mm-hmm. those presentations and talking to people, things that I normally would not have, you know, done. But mm-hmm. now as I'm, you know, growing and advancing in my career, I've realized the importance of that. I've realized that's something that I genuinely want to get better at. So now mm-hmm. I do get feedback that I'm, I communicate very well, which I'm very grateful for. Yes, you do. I, I, in fact, until, until you mentioned that you, that you uh, stuttered, uh, you hadn't stuttered. And as soon as you mention it, you had a, a little quick stutter, but I didn't. I didn't pick up with that at all. I think. I mean, I, I again. I'm just. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying this visit with you uh, in in so, in so many ways. Uh, um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. A lot of people well, say that uh, they, they won't be able to tell that I was shy or introverted when they meet me, and no. I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah. No yeah. idea who I yeah. was. So, so if you do, you still. I guess you would still fundamentally, because uh, we're talking about one aspect of your personality. Uh, yeah. You know, use, using things like uh, the Myers Briggs uh, uh, spectrum, where they talk about introverts versus extroverts. Um, do you st- in that in that sense? Um, do you still consider yourself to be more of an introvert than not? Um, I know I'm not an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I'm not that. So I think I'm. I'm in the middle, but I still lean more mm-hmm. to being an introvert because on my own, I'd rather just be on my own and do my thing. Mm-hmm. But I realized that, you know, I still love talking to people. I enjoy um, meeting people. I enjoy having a conversation. I get tired easily, 
because you know that's not my uh my first pick but uh-huh. i do enjoy talking to people i enjoy right. meeting people i enjoy you know having conversations and talking about things just not for a very long period of time so. yeah yeah um well I, again i think uh, what we're talking about is just it, it's so it's so fundamental to yeah. uh, uh to to enjoying uh, uh career progress and success and and recognize uh, and uh, and manage yourself around the th- the things that are harder and e- harder and easier for you. So it's a little bit harder for you, probably it, even to today, to get up in, an, in front of an audience of a hundred people. But you can do it, and I, and yeah. just based on how we're interacting right now, and that's one of the reasons we do we do the video, even though we're just going to drop this as an audio because I, <laughs> I was I was told that that's better because people listen to this in their car and do other kinds of things. But that's but it was important to me for us to have this opportunity uh, because because yeah. we get because as you know and you, you demonstrate a, a very clear and, and fundamentally sound understanding of of the of the most significant part of communication. Which is the visual nonverbal part of it? You know what what your hands yeah. are doing, what your eyes are doing, as you as you talked about it earlier. So you so you fully understand that, and and it's something that 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 I, as I teach people even yet today, folks that have twenty, thirty, even forty years in the industry, we're talking about you know communication and what's the what's the most significant aspect or part of the process of communicating, uh, and some of them are are, are actually almost stunned when I inform them that all of the research uh, says that the majority, in some cases, depending on the research, it could be even the vast majority, 65, 70% of the meaning of what goes on between two people in the form of messages going back and forth through conversations, through emails, et cetera. Uh, the, the meaning, what it feels like to the other party is because of the visual nonverbal part. Words are yeah. important. You know how they're spoken is important, sure, but it's it's all the stuff that's going on right here that is a big exactly. part of it. Yeah, and you get that, you get it magnificently, uh, mm-hmm. and so so again, I I feel like I'm congratulating you for things that you already know that you should be congratulated for. Um, Thank so you. yeah, well, it's you know it's it, it for me this is a Saturday night special. You know you know I'm not, I don't normally do these <laughs> on Saturday night, but uh, or a Sunday morning special for you. All right, so let's. Wonderful conversation so far, but we're, gonna, we're we're already going to run out of time because I, I can now think about some of the things we want to talk about. Okay. So so let's let's open the next part of our conversation uh, with the following: uh, You are a young black female in the construction industry. Oof. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, and so those are three very interesting words. And I use them as in only in a, in a descriptive way. Uh, you, you can't you can't argue that you're young. Uh, again, you yeah. you you graduated from from your first undergraduate program in 2017. Uh, so that that would suggest that you are somewhere in your mid to late twenties. Is yeah. that is that accurate? Okay, I don't yeah. need another. But that, so that's that's the young part. Uh, you are black. That's yeah. a, f- a fact. I am <laughs> I'm white, and so we'll just we'll accept those those facts. Um, but last, lastly, you are a woman. Uh, and as we, as we have this conversation, which will be an evergreen conversation, because even though progress is being made, uh, we got a long way to go. Um, but when you, th- when you think about those three things that, that, uh, that are, are descriptive of you, uh, what do they mean in terms of how you view, uh, how you're going about building your career? In the construction industry, what are those three 
considerations mean to you? Um, I think so. For me personally, these three parts of my just it's like it's just as a reminder for me to always, you know, do more. Like you have to do more. You have to do more, especially because while I was in uni, again, I was still new in Australia. Um, I knew I wanted to be in the construction industry, but I couldn't find anyone that I could talk to about it. I couldn't find anyone I could relate to online. And I was new, so I hadn't built up like the network and connections that my peers had. So Mm -hmm. I literally did not know anybody. I would go online and search for people and I I might get a response, I might not get a response. And some people that I met, they were quite helpful, but they weren't immigrants. So they did not understand the specific struggles that I was facing. So um, when I graduated and I started my own career and I started working, all I kept thinking was, you have to do better. You have to do more. You have to show up more. You have to, you know, you have people who have the same questions that you had while mm-hmm. you were in uni, and you need to put yourself out there. You need to, tell, like, you need to, um, you know, get better. And I think that's one of the first things that um, made me learn how to communicate better, made me learn how to speak better, how to, you know, not get shy in front of a crowd when I'm talking, mm-hmm. because I knew that. Personally, I had so much work I needed to do. I had so much more that I want to give, and I would not, not have been able to do that if I didn't build those skills. So, mm-hmm. you know, being young and being female um, in the construction industry for me was um, it's just like a, like a light bulb in my mm-hmm. head that just keeps blinking every single time that you cannot afford to uh, make some certain mistakes. You cannot afford to not show up when you are needed to show up or even when you're not needed to show up, but you mm-hmm. have to show up every single time. You have people who want to come into the industry and they don't know who to ask, or you have immigrants and young black women as well that want to come into the industry, but they don't know how. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like a constant ringing in my head that I have to be better. I have to show up. I have to let them know that there there are so many pathways into the industry. And it's not just for you know, men or like strong men and all the, mm-hmm. all the things that people, uh, people say. So for me, it's always been a constant reminder in my yeah. head. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's interesting because I, I didn't think about this. I mean, so you added a fourth fact about you and that is you are an immigrant to a country. Um, yes. So, so, you know, you know, one could, one could, could argue that, that, that those are, are so, so significant. How do I overcome them? Uh, or they could simply say, these are things that describe me. Uh, and there are other things. Uh, you may, I, I don't know. You may be a, a great, a great athlete in some sport. Uh, you have, I'm you know, bad yeah, at sports. yeah, yeah. You're, okay. So you're bad at sports. Uh, so we'll, we'll drop that one off. But I, I guess the, the one that, the one that I think is, um, uh, is the one that is, it, you know, kind of fascinates me. Uh, because there's there's a there's a lot of work going on, and I can only base it based on my knowledge and experience in the U.S. construction industry. Uh, but some of the things I'm, we're talking about, everything we've talked about so far, are, are not de- are not defined by country uh, borders and boundaries. No, uh, we're talking about an industry, uh, and and where there where there's a, dif- a differentiation in that industry, uh, a portion of it is is going to be based in the culture of society in the country we're talking about. Yeah, so that's that's a factor. Yeah. But when you get past that, then it's just it's just about a bunch of people 
working in the same industry, uh, trying to build things. Yes. That's, that's what we do. All right. Uh, and, and we know from a growing quantity of, of research, uh, we know a number of things. Uh, and, and I'm going to focus in on the women part. We know that, that, that by and large, women, uh, in terms of their brains, uh, are, are wired in fashion that they really should be running more companies than men run. Uh, they should really be. I mean, again, that's what the research says, and I, I don't dispute yeah. it. Um, I, I happen to be blessed knowing some incredible, uh, you know, women throughout my career life. Gretchen Gagel is one of those who you've uh, connected I love with. Gretchen. Yeah, love and her. if 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 you have a if you're building a relationship with her, you're building a, a, a you know a, a solid agreement in your in your foundation. I have others that I want to connect you with as well uh, that will follow this conversation. Um, and 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 a couple of them are coming on my podcast over the next. Uh, couple of weeks for recorded conversations because um, I think it's I think it's 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 so important that we we see the obvious and the obvious is uh, that in our industry there is not a balance in our industry between men no. and women um, and it's going to take it's going to take an, another generation or two to, to achieve it I think among other things but the women piece is the one that encompasses again there are women of different colors there are women with different cultural backgrounds uh, you know there are different women from different different countries there are women who are immigrants etc cetera, etc cetera. so that you know p- pulling the pieces under that under that uh, cover if you will uh, is a, is an interesting place to go and there has been some Good progress. Uh, the uh, w- women in the construction industry. I, I don't remember the exact title. You're a member of a women's yeah, related. Nowick. Yeah, Nowick. Okay. Uh, I think Gretchen is actively involved in that in in, uh, in Australia as well. Um, but that's a good place for you to be. And there are other places. But I think that you know one of the things that I think is important uh, for us to be able to have our audience here uh, is to hear about you know, how a woman, a woman of color, a woman who is an immigrant. How a woman who's young, and again, when you, when you put all those together, that that is that's an impressive uh, set of of elements that describe you. And uh, and all I want to say, based on what I know, uh, a bit from 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 a short conversation uh, exchange with Gretchen, uh, but you know what what I see uh, is, and I would I would be saying this regardless of a number of these elements, but what I see is a is a is a person. Uh, who has has begun to uh, to pursue the opportunity to make a difference in the construction industry, particularly for young people, for people yeah. transitioning, and for women. Was that a fair way of describing what you, what the, the the journey you're on? That's pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and you said in your in your own introduction, uh, you talked about. Uh, uh, that my curiosity led me to fall in love with the construction industry. Uh, love is a word that I use. Uh, I use it in the context of talking about what it means to people, um, starting with oneself uh, and their relationship with their environment. My mentor is a guy named Steve Farber, uh, who's written a number of books on leadership. Uh, and in his first book, he he brought a set of phrases into what has become common Common usage for me. In fact, I say these phrases uh, out, out loud or share them. In fact, they're in my electronic signature. And the phrases are as follows. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. Do oh, what you love in the service yeah. of people who love what you do. Uh, I'm sure that resonates with you because that's yeah. what you're all about. I mean, it's again, tell me if I'm misreading anything that you wrote 
uh, about yourself and your view of, of you and your and the, and the life you've had. Um, I think that's I, I think that's what you're all about. Um, you love what you do. Um, I and do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so am I. Is is love a, a a word we should be using and talking about an industry and talking about professional services r- provided to clients in an industry? Should we be using love in that? I mean, I always believe that everyone should love what they do. You should love what you do. You should have some level of, of affection for something that you do because, you know, um, thing that we really like, like your career, your career is something that stays with you for a long time. So mm-hmm. even if people aren't there, it still stays with you. And if you're in a career that you don't particularly enjoy or you have no affection for or you don't connect with, um, it, it will be hard. I think it will be hard. For me, it will be hard because I like to do things I enjoy. I don't mm-hmm. know how to do things I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. I would struggle if I don't enjoy it. You know? So um, I'm blessed to be in an industry where I genuinely love. I love all aspects of it. I want to learn all aspects of it if I can. Honestly, and it's something that I have enjoyed from uni, from growing up, um, like I said before. So I believe that everyone should at least have a level of affection for the career that they've chosen or the profession that they have chosen or that yeah. they want to you know, get into. You should have a certain level of connection with it because that's what would um, motivate you and keep you and you know, help you to grow. Because if you don't like something, you would not want to get better at it. Right. Yeah, so... Um, to be successful in your career, to, um, you know, even get better at what you do, you have to have a level of affection or a certain level of love for whatever chosen profession you're going into. Yeah, good. Very well said. So uh, a couple of maybe quick questions as we come to the end of our time together. Uh, And don't give it a lot of thought for, for the first question. What do you think is the most important quality for a leader to possess? The most important quality, um, I think empathy. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, that's the first thing that came. Empathy. Um, If you cannot relate to the people you're leading, you would be a very disconnected leader. So you'd be thinking, A, everyone else is thinking X, Y, Z. Because there is no, um, you're not able to empathize with, I hope I'm using the word correctly, but that's what's in my head, yeah. You're mm-hmm. not able to empathize with the people you're leading. You don't, you, you, um, you're not seeking to understand them, their grievances, what exactly they're struggling with. Right? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of humans that I have come in contact with, we tend to follow people that can um, solve our problems or, you know, empathize with what we're going through. That's how we mm-hmm. build, that's how that's how we connect with people. That's how mm-hmm. we connect with people online, in person, our friends. You know, you're like, oh, this person um spoke to me, or you know, I understood where this person was coming from. So there has to be that connection. So as a leader, if you cannot empathize with um the people you claim to be leading, you cannot understand what they're going through at all or the little grievances that they have. It's a bit difficult for you to motivate them or inspire them to constantly follow you because mm-hmm. even they will feel the detachment. You might not because you think you're doing the right thing, but they would know that you are far removed from whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're even talking about. I think that's one of the um, one of the important qualities a leader should have, in my opinion. 
I can't think of a better way to uh, end this very short conversation. <laughs> um, but I think I think your I think your choice uh, is outstanding. Uh, I agree with it in every every way possible. Uh, and again, it's just something else that uh, you know. I, I also look at at you in terms of your generation. Uh, I'll say in closing that uh, your generation is the hope for the future of the construction industry. Um, yes. <laughs> my my generation is is hopeless. Uh, and, and I don't be, mean, but I'm a baby boomer that's on on the way to my last boom, um, and uh, uh, and we're, and we're still we're and we don't have bad intent, uh, but some of us no, are still no. holding back. To, we're holding we're holding our industry back in ways. Uh, and so I look at your at your generation in particular, and say that uh, I believe in, in my heart uh, that it's it's a generation that's going to take uh, the construction industry to a, a new place, a place yeah. that's that's uh, going to look at at all the people in the industry and think about how they all can be part of the industry, which is a reference to inclusion as a yeah. as a social matter. Um, they can they can treat people fairly. So we don't have to deal with discrimination and bias and all those other harsh realities. And that's what social justice is about. Uh, and if they can do that with, uh, with caring, which is a, uh, another, another term to, that gets around the, the motivation for a person who wants to empathize is because they care yeah. about the people they lead. I think you have a, a, a brilliant and bright future ahead of you. I know Thank that our you. paths will cross again. And so I want to thank you so much for joining me on the Soft as Steel podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I, am, I was so excited to be on this, honestly. So thank you. Well, I, I hope a lot of people that are in your community in Australia and your professional community have a chance to hear what we talked about because I'm sure they already think well of you. And this will simply help them understand why they think so well of you. <laughs> I hope so, too. Take care, my friend. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Dennis. You're very welcome. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Soft as Steel podcast with your host, Dennis Duran. Dennis is the author of Soft as Steel and a leading speaker and trainer for organizations across many industries and verticals. To learn more about the work Dennis is doing to activate soft skills in the workplace, contact him at DennisDuranSpeaking.com. Be sure to check out his book, Soft as Steel, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you'd like to get your podcasts. And please remember to share this episode with your friends, colleagues, and anyone you feel would benefit from the conversation. We'll see you next time on the Softest Steel Podcast with Dennis Duran. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.